What's up? Chicago! You guys feeling good? You guys feeling good? Yeah? Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm glad to be here. Um, you guys can take your seats. You did not even need to stand. That's so kind of you guys. Um, man, I am pumped to be here, and uh, thank you, Cheesy, for that wonderful intro and shout-out. Um, I, I'm not really a preacher, so I'm just going to give you a forewarning now. So if, you, if I start busting out into song, you know, then you know now. I warned you now. So, uh, so you're not, you're not like thrown off with your expectations, but I do, as you can see, I have some notes because this is a grand honor of mine to be standing on this platform in front of you. Uh, I don't want to say anything else without giving honor where honor is due. Can we give it up for our amazing pastors, Pastor Gregory and Grace Nickow? Come on, come on. There are fearless leaders and, uh, and you know, we're going on 30 years of being a church this year is our 30th year. We're going to be celebrating that later. And, uh, and wow, that just blows me away because I'm not even 30 years old. And, uh, and so this church has been existing longer than my lifetime. And, uh, and my, my parents, our pastors, they have never wavered. They have never given in. They have never thrown in the towel. They have stuck it out and been faithful. And so our pastors are worthy of honor uh, as we celebrate them and we continue to follow their lead. Amen? Amen. Okay, this is Chicago now, so I, I want to hear some some talking back because in Hoffman, in Hoffman, they're a little too quiet for me. And I and I told my dad, if you want me to speak, I'm going to speak only at the city because that's where the city is alive, right? Right? And uh, since I'm throwing out shout outs, I got to give a shout out to Mr. Paul and Monica Frazier. Me. Me and, uh, me and Monica traveled the world on a missions trip together, and, uh, and Paul and Monica have just been pillars in our church, and so I'm grateful for them. They've always, always spoken into my life, always encouraged me. Even when I was a young, you know, uh, rebellious kid, they always made time to encourage me and to, to lift me up, and so even to this day, they still are, and so I'm just grateful for you guys. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the support and the love. And, uh, and Cheesy threw this out. He said, we, we grew up together. We did. We played football together. We, uh, we sat in Sunday school together. We even, uh, like, there wasn't even enough chairs for our whole group of friends. And so we would sit in the cracks. And usually it was me having to sit in the crack because I was that good of a friend, right? And, uh, and so I'm sitting in the crack of the chairs so that all the boys could fit in. But, uh, no, I'm just thankful for Cheesy. And he's doing a great job of stepping up into his calling and leading us. So come on. Grateful. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of stories today, and, um, and I, we're going to have fun, but we're also going to get built up in the Word of God. Amen? Um, and so there's this story that I, I never can forget, but um, when I was about four or five years old, uh, my parents brought me up on the stage one time, and they took me out of kids' class, and I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, well, I'm trying to be in kids' class. I'm five years old. Let me get my goldfish and my Ritz crackers. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and they took me out of kids' class, and they brought me on the stage, and they were like, our son Joseph has this joke that, uh, that we absolutely love, and so we want, we want him to tell it to you guys. And, uh, and so I just thought it would be fitting uh, for, for my you know, first time speaking uh, to kind of make it a full circle moment and tell you guys the joke. Is that okay? Yeah, just in case anyone missed it or maybe you were there, uh, this was about, I don't know, 20 
three years ago or something like that. So if you, if you were there, God bless you. Um, but, uh, but I want to tell you this joke because it's awesome. So there's this dude that is looking for a horse, okay? He's trying to go on a, on a trip, trying to take some travel, uh, some time off work, you know, and he's looking for a horse that, uh, that he can ride to get to the, his destination. And, uh, and so he goes to the temple because he can't find a horse anywhere else. So he goes to the temple and, uh, and there's a priest there and the priest is like, yeah, we got a horse for you. This is, this is actually perfect. Uh, and he's a special horse, so you're going to be taken care of. And, and the man's like, okay, what's, what's special about this horse? And he says, well, in order to get the horse to run and to go, you got to say, praise the Lord. And in order to get the horse to stop, you got to say, hallelujah. And so that's why this horse is special. And the man's like, wow, I like that. You know, I, I like this church. I'm coming back to this church. You know, you guys, you guys live out the word even in the animals. It's amazing. And, uh, and so he takes the horse and he's like, all right, here we go. We're going on this trip. So he starts riding. He, uh, he's taking his trip and, uh, you know, the, the, the horse is so smooth. The, the ride is so smooth. He ends up falling asleep because he's like, man, this is so much peace. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I can't wait to get my get to my destination. So he falls asleep, takes a little nap, a little snooze. And, uh, and then, you know, two hours later or so, I mean, imagine riding a horse for two hours being asleep. Two hours later, he, he wakes up and he actually realizes that the horse is coming to the edge of the cliff. There's some cliff that, and, the, and the horse just went because he was like, praise the Lord. The horse starts running and, uh, and he hasn't said anything else. So the horse just keeps running. The horse is just doing what God said to do. And, uh, and so he's running and the, the man realizes he's going to the edge of the cliff and he's like, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Oh my gosh, what do I do? God help me, stop, stop, stop. And in a flash, he has a, a reminder. He has a, he has a he, he's recalled to his memory of what the priest said and he's like, oh yeah, hallelujah. And the horse stops right at the edge of the cliff and he just takes a sigh of relief and he says, praise the Lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can give it up for that. That's a good, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> you guys remember that? <laughs> oh man, no, I, I really am honored to be here. I, I feel like I, I didn't really introduce myself, so I'll just say I'm JD great to be with you guys. Joseph Dickow is my full name, my government name, so be careful what you do with that. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I love this church, and I love that Cheesy was talking about life groups. I love that Cheesy was talking about next steps. I am an unapologetic advocate for getting connected in church. I'm unapologetic about it, so I'm never going to say sorry for being passionate about being plugged into church because it is the greatest thing that you can do other than receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so I am passionate about this because, one, a life group is a recalibration, okay? That's a recalibration. We come to, the, we come to church, we get the word, and then we go to our week. But but it's, it's hard to remember everything when you're busy, you're distracted. So Life Group helps you be recalibrated to God's word, to God's love, God's heart, his character through community. And then Next Steps, so shout out to all you guys that are plugged into Next Steps, but Next Steps is an activation. Life Group is a recalibration. Next Steps is an activation. That's what, well, that's how we activate the gifts that God has given us so that we can utilize them and bless others in our community. Amen. And so that's why I am unapologetic about it. There's so much beauty in it. And, uh, and I actually love life groups because I've been leading a life group for a total of nine years in my life, which is awesome. And I'm thankful I'm blessed. Uh, and I know I don't really seem that old, but when I was, uh, when I was 18 years old, um, over in, 
in college, I, I, I moved to Australia, I studied, and I started a small group, and so I've been doing that ever since because I just know that is one of the best things that we can do uh, as Christians, be connected to other Christians that can keep us accountable, can encourage us, can pour into us, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been in a life group for nine years, and I've been on staff here for five years, um, and I'm just so blessed, and I'm thankful, uh, thankful for this house, thankful for this church, and thankful for all that God is doing. Now, am I perfect? Absolutely not, okay? And by now, you already have realized that, so so good job to you. You're paying attention. I'm not perfect, but that is why I love our church. Our church is a hip church. It's happy, imperfect people. We don't have to be perfect in order to attain joy. We don't have to be perfect in order to attain happiness. We can be happy as we are because God loves us as we are. And so we, we, just as Paul said in the New Testament, he boasts in his weaknesses, boasts in his imperfections because then God gets all the glory for God being perfect and working through us despite our imperfections. I'm preaching today. Woo! That's not even in the notes. It's not even in the notes and I'm preaching. Man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So we are a happy, imperfect people here as a church. And so I'm just thankful because that relieves me of having to be perfect and relieves all of us for, for having to be perfect. So thank God. So my title today, because I know it's like such a long introduction and then here we go. Uh, my title today is Walk With Me. Walk with me. Hmm, what does that mean? Walk with me. I got a question for you today. I don't know where, where you're at, what friend groups you have, or what, what uh, I don't know everything about every single person in this room. So my question is, who are you walking with? It's important. It's an important question. Despite whatever walk of life you're in, who are you walking with? Because associations is powerful. Associations matters. And, uh, and so you're here today. So that is a great start. That's a great uh, association that you have right now. Being amongst the church, the body of Christ, that's awesome. But when it comes to Monday to Saturday, who are you walking with? Who do you surround yourself with? We were not meant to do life alone, right? And that's why we're talking about life groups, because we're meant to be connected. And, uh, and here's this little thought that I had. You hang with the wrong people, you hang up your right purpose. You hang out with the wrong people, what you're doing is you're hanging up your right purpose. And you're putting that in the closet and you're like, you know what, yeah, I'm just gonna be doing my own thing. Hang out with the wrong people and you're hanging up that purpose that God has for you. You gotta be connected to people that are connected to Jesus, right? Man, it's important. And when we walk with community, we have people around us that can Help us out when we need, just like Cheesy was talking about. He had the flat tire. Because of community, he was able to receive help. And he had people that had his back that were praying for him and praying for safety, praying for provision. We need that. We cannot do this life alone. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so I have another story for you guys, if, if you can, you know, muster up the strength to, to hear it. Um, but again, I don't know why I got so many stories from when I was five years old, but I got another one. And uh, I was in preschool here in church. And, um, and it, it, was a, it was a great time, you know, being, being a five-year-old as a PK is pretty dope, okay? Like, you got, you got all the, the, the kids, volunteers, the, the supervisors, the, the teachers, you know, they know who you are. So you walk around and you're like, hey, can I get some extra goldfish? You know what I'm saying? You run these streets. You run these streets. 
And, uh, and if, they, if they tell you no, then you have two options. You either cause a fit right now in front of them, make them look bad, and maybe you get some discipline later, but you at least make them look bad right now. Or two, you go home, you act, okay, cool, cool, cool. You don't want to give me the extra goldfish? I'll remember that. You go home, your mom's like, how is church? And you're like, man, so-and-so didn't give me that extra goldfish. We're going to have to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, so it's, it's nice, you know, it's nice. It's a high life. Being five years old as a PK, it's great. It's fun, you know. Uh, it's not like that anymore, let me tell you that. <laughs> but, um, but no, so I'm five years old, and I'm in preschool. I run these streets, and I got, I got, my, I got my posse. I got my gang with me, right? I got my group. I got my, my squad with me. And, uh, and so it's my best friend on my right side, and it's my cousin on my left side. And all the boys, you know, the three boys, three musketeers, and, uh, and what we would do is we, we just like had this, we didn't even have to say it, but we just like looked into each other's eyes and we just knew like, hey, whatever, whatever happens, we got each other's back. Like whatever goes on here, like, you know, we, we don't, we have each other's back. We don't let anything happen to the other, right? And so we would walk with like our shoulders like combined and like touched. Like we were just like, you know, you couldn't separate us. We sit together, all this stuff, you couldn't separate us. And, uh, and this is so funny to me because this is real. This is a true story. I'm not even making this up. And, uh, and it's, it's funny to me because there would be like, there was this one time, this is the story. Okay, I'm getting too distracted. There's this story, a specific time, this one dude came up to me and he was like, oh, what's up, Joseph? Like, you're, you're pastor's son. And without, without hesitation, I couldn't even like muster up an answer. I couldn't even get anything out. My best friend pushes him to the ground and is like, do you know who this is? Do you know who you're talking to? If you want to talk to him, you got to go through me. And I was like, heck yeah, you know what I'm saying? But no, I mean, I don't know why we were like this. We were just like fired up as little five-year-olds. We thought we thought we'd run these streets, you know? And, uh, and so I just remember this happening. It's so vivid. And, uh, and I think about that. And although I'm not saying we should push down five-year-olds, okay? I'm not saying that for anyone that's wondering. Um, but, but I love that, that, that concept of our bond was so tight that no matter what was coming up against me, I had someone that had my back. You know, obviously not in the, when someone's trying to talk to you, but if the, enemy opposes, if the enemy poses a threat or poses an attack or poses an opposition, you have someone that has your back that can push the enemy down and say, do you know who this is? Do you know who you're talking to? Amen. Amen. So that is why we got to have community. We got to have people walking with us. Walk with me. Amen. Okay. Is this connecting? Is this making sense? Okay. So it's just as important. It's, it's important to know uh, who we're walking with and to have the right people walking with us, but it's even more important that we walk with God, right? We got to walk with God. Walk with me. And see, what's funny sometimes about our society and our culture is, um, is we, we want God to do the absolute most while we do the absolute least, is that, is that relatable? I mean, that, that's me. I, I'm, a, I'm, a flaw, I'm flawed at that. But, uh, but I don't want to stay like that, amen? And, uh, and I, I think it's so funny that, you know, we just kind of like, oh, I, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Awesome. Now let me go and continue on this life and do what I want to do, do what I need to do, take care of myself, not, not trust God with anything, not tithe, not, not, not get connected, not go to church every week because I'm doing this on my own, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to heaven, because God did everything, he did absolutely the most, but, but my, my part is just, you know, I just kind of do my own thing. Like, I'm covered, I'm secured. And so this is something that, uh, that we got to address in our society is we need to actually walk with God. 
It's an ongoing movement. It's an ongoing action, walking with God. It, and, uh, and so I almost lost my notes. Okay, so Genesis 5.24, we can put this on the screen. Genesis 5.24, and pastor talked about this a couple weeks ago, um, and I love this. Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more. And, uh, and if you guys didn't hear this before from pastor, I love how he broke this down. It, it was that when Enoch walked with God, there was no more anxiety. There was no more fear. There was no more oppression. There was no more depression. There was no more lack because he was walking with God. There was no more of that stuff, right? And, uh, and I, I think this is great because, you know, we, we look at this scripture and we're like, we're fine with the no more part, but we're not always fine with the walking part. Because it wasn't just that Enoch accepted God as his Lord and then he was taken care of and, and God brought him to heaven. It wasn't that. It was, an, it, was an act, it was an active walk. It was an active journey of walking faithfully with God. And then God took care of him. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't want us to be a society or a church that is all good with the no more part, but we struggle with the walk part. When you walk with God, opposition that comes your way gets struck down just the same way that I was describing in my goofy story. When you have God walking with you, you have angels encamped around you. So when you have something coming up against you, those angels are pushing that thing down and saying, do you know who this is? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you're messing with? Why? Because that person is walking with God. Woo! But isn't it interesting that we often trust God with our eternity, but we struggle to trust God with our present? It's interesting. Interesting, right? We live in this extreme. And I, I talked about it already, but, but God, I believe in you, so I know I'm going to heaven. And then we go right to, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling in my relationship. I'm struggling with my finances. I got to take care of this myself. I got to take matters into my own hands. I can't tie this week because I need to save up for myself. I can't come to church because I need enough energy to get through next week. Plus, I know what they're going to talk about anyway, so why do I need to go? I, I can't serve because I'm drained and I need some me time. I've been, I've been there before. Been there before. And we live in this extreme of trusting God with our eternity, but we don't trust God with our right now. We got to walk with God. We got to walk. It's an everyday thing. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. It says walk for a reason. It doesn't say, Hey, I know I'm in this valley right now. I'm just going to sit here and I, and I hope it goes away because you're going to take care of it. No, 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 no. Though I walk, through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't have to fear because I'm walking and he's with me, so therefore I'm covered. But you gotta walk. You can't stay in the valley because if we stay in the valley, we stay stuck. If we stay in the valley, we stay in lack. If we stay in the valley, we stay in fear. We have to get to the other side and guess what? You don't have to do it alone because he is with you. Come on, come on. We can't be consumed with trying to take care of everything on our own. We got to trust God. Man, we, we, we stop walking the journey because life gets hard? What? 
Life is going to be hard no matter what. You know, I know you don't need a 27-year-old to tell you that, but hey, I got my own issues. I got my own difficulties, but I've learned that walking with God makes everything so much easier. It doesn't make it so easy, but it makes it easier. And guess what? Jesus says, my burden is light. So we put everything in his hands. We cast our cares into him. Man, we are going to be covered. We are going to be good. Don't try to do this in your own strength. And, uh, and here's another thought. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. You know what I mean? It's okay. There's grace. We're imperfect. We already covered that, so we're good. You know, and that's something that we say in our, our younger generation and our culture and social media, TikTok, I hear it all the time. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, that's awesome, but it's not okay to stay not okay. Who wants to stay not okay? Why would we want to stay there? Yeah, it's great. You're covered. You're good. There's grace for not being okay. There's grace for struggling. There's grace for dealing with stuff, but there's good news. You can get to the other side if you're walking with God. Walk with me. Walk with me. And guess what? The rest of Psalm 23, it says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. So we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't have to fear because he's with us. And not only that, but surely goodness and mercy will follow you forever. We were just singing about that. I don't know if everyone caught it, but we said, your goodness is running after me. So... How I take that is you got to do the walking, but goodness and mercy do the running. Amen? We got to do the walking, and then goodness and mercy are doing the running. So, so we just got to at least take care of our part, which is walking, moving forward. Staying still doesn't change anything, but walking is moving forward. It's going forward, even if it's just one step at a time, one next step at a time. Amen. Amen. And maybe you're, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, well, okay, like, you know, do you know my years of experience in church? Like, I've been doing this. I'm here today. So obviously, yes, 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 yes. I'm not trying to say that you're not walking with God. I'm just saying you got to keep walking. There's another, there's another step. Just because we, we've, we've, you know, uh, we've had some accolades, we've had some achievements, we've, we've, got, we've, we've had some years of experience, doesn't mean that we stay there. We keep moving. There's always a next step for every single person. Even if you're already serving, even if you're already leading, there's always a next step because God is not a limited God. He's not a just enough God. He's a more than enough God. Come on. We gotta walk, walk with me. I wanna share another concept. Um, I'm a football fan, so I'm a big, you know, big NFL fan. We just had the draft this weekend. And uh, I'm hoping that the Bears have a great season. It's coming. It's happening. Um, but there's this concept in football called the Hail Mary. Has everyone heard of that? Or everyone know what that is, what that consists of? There's a Hail Mary. And uh, what that means is when a team is backed up on the other side of the, of the field and there's five seconds left on the clock, there's no other option but to throw a Hail Mary and hope for the best, Right? And what happens when this takes place and when there's an actual reception and a catch and a touchdown from it, it is the most exciting experience ever, right? You all can agree on that, right? It's like, man, like, yes, like my team did it, let's go, right? Um, and, but, the, but the problem is, 
if we, if, if NFL or if football teams built their entire strategy on Hail Marys, what would happen? Turnover after turnover and loss after loss because we cannot build on just the high moments, just the bailouts, just the Hail Marys. We have to build strategy of two yards at a time, five yards at a time, six yards at a time, three yards at a time. Okay, maybe you stood still for just one play, but the next play is coming. Okay, well now we're going to 10 yards. You know what I mean? That is how we get down the field. That's how we make progress. And so this concept of Hail Mary, I feel like our church, our society, not our church specifically, but churches in general live through Hail Marys. People in general live through Hail Marys. God, I'm struggling. I need you. I need you. Thank you for healing me. Yes, I got it. My miracle. Amen. Okay, awesome. Next, I'm going to keep doing whatever I was doing and Oh my gosh, I run into the struggle again. Okay, I gotta get back into church. God, help me, heal me, uh, set me free, free me, release me. Oh, thank you, God, you come through, you're so faithful. Okay, awesome, back to, uh, what was I saying again? What was I doing? Oh yeah, I need to take care of business. We live in this Hail Mary lifestyle and it's just gonna stack up the losses for us. And God is good because he's faithful to still come through even if we're not faithful, but... If we, if we stayed faithful and we continued walking like Enoch did, how much more would we be able to experience if we stayed it out, if we stuck to it? Man, and that's why I don't like the C&E Christians. I don't know if anyone knows that, but uh, that's what my teenagers call it. The C&E Christians, it's the Christmas and Easter Christians. People, you know what I'm saying? You already, you already can think of people. Um, but uh, the people that come only for Christmas and Easter, and they have such awesome experiences, and because the lights are cool, and because, you know, there are angels flying around strapped up on ropes and stuff, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And then the next Sunday comes around, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I'm good. You know, I I don't like that kind of lifestyle because that's just too inconsistent. Consistency always wins. Showing up always wins. There is never going to be a time where you show up for God and he leaves you left on red or he leaves you empty handed or he leaves you on red. You know, you text message and someone reads and they don't respond. There's not never going to be a time that God leaves you on red When you show up, consistency always wins. Always, 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 always. Man, so I'm trying to be that kind of Christian that is consistent. I'm not just going to be dancing and praising God when when I'm only on the platform and there's attention on me. I'm praising God in the unseen. I'm praising God in the front row. I'm praising God in the back row because consistency shows up. I don't do it for someone else. I do it for the audience of one, and I'm going to continue to do that. Man, that's how we experience breakthrough. That's how we experience growth. That's how we experience development. Walk with me. God is saying that to someone right now. Walk with me. It's not hard. Don't worry. You're going to be good. Don't be afraid. Walk with me. It's going to be better in my hands. That's what God is saying to someone. And so, uh, and, and you know, someone said, what happened to the revival I thought we were happening. Wasn't there a couple weeks where there was like everyone was on fire, church was packed out? What happened to that revival? Let me tell you something that God told me in Revelation that I, that I, I felt and I heard, uh, and, and it's this. Revival doesn't leave. We just stopped walking. Revival never goes away. We just throw, throw in the towel. We just give up. We just stop walking. We just stop going to God in our quiet time. We just stop trusting in God when there's a mess around us. We just stop going to church every week because we got our fix. We got our need. 
Revival doesn't go anywhere. It's just that we stop going somewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Revival is here. It's already happening. It's, it's happening in our youth. It's happening in our young people. It's happening in our church, across, across campuses. It's, it's happening across our global reach. There are people that are coming. There was a person that came all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to get baptized two weeks ago, just for that one Sunday, for our church specifically because of the connection that they had through our global reach. Revival is taking place, but if only the church, the entire body could be in sync and in alignment and walk with God, there would be so much more that we would be able to experience and see. Revival didn't leave, you just stopped walking. Revival doesn't stop because your preacher stopped preaching the exact message you needed every week. Revival stopped happening because you didn't take your next step that God is providing for you. There's more for you. There is more for our church. Revival is in your hands. Resurrection is in your hands. What are you gonna do with it? I'm I'm saying that to myself. Revival's in my hands. If I don't believe that God is true to his word, what am I doing? Revival is in my hands. He has given it. Why? Because in John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these. Greater. Resurrection is in your hands. Revival is in your hands. Don't stop walking. Walk with me. Man, walk with me. This is good. This is good. So let's recap really quick. And I'm just, just going to try to stick to my notes so that I don't go rambling and stuff and falling off the stage, but let's recap. Number one, walk with others. Community is a life hack. Community is a life hack. There is anointing in the cluster. There is blessing in unity. You are just as vital to the health of our church as anyone else in this room is. You, individually, you specifically are just as vital to our church growth than any other single person with a microphone or not. We all play a part. We need each other. We're better together. And even if we feel like we can't measure up to this call, to this life, to this journey that God is calling for us, even if we feel like we can't measure up, that's where there's good news because Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's why you stick to the body because you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be so strong and and showing up to the gym by yourself. Sometimes you need a coach. Sometimes you need a trainer. Sometimes you need someone to be speaking in your ear, encouragement, lifting you up. So stick to the body, stick with it because follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul said. That's what our leaders say. Follow us as we follow Christ, man. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just don't separate yourself. Don't disconnect yourself. It's not comparison of, well, I couldn't do what he's doing, I couldn't do what she's doing. It's not comparison, it's a support system. It's a support system. Walk with me. So walk with others. Number two, walk with God. Now this is where it's cool, and Eli, can you come up and and, uh, support on the keys? This is where it's cool. Notice how God's character is walk with me, right? Notice that. It's not run for me. It's not take a hike. And thank God, because I hate hiking. So I'm just praising God for that. Thank you, Jesus, that we can walk and not hike. It's not run. It's not hike. It's not lift all of this weight and prove to me that you're worthy of saving. It's not that. It's not 
Get your life together before you can be allowed in my presence. It's not that either. It's just walk with me. And the best part, the best part of this is that he meets you where you're at. He meets you where you're at. You don't have to run the race by yourself. You don't have to prove and level up in order for God to meet you and then decide, okay, let's walk together. No, 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 no. Wherever you are right now, if you want this life and you want this and and you want to walk this out, God meets you exactly where you are right now. And this reminds me, this reminds me of when I was overseas, I was studying, I was 18, I had never traveled by myself, I had never been in a different continent by myself, and I was a nervous wreck, I was scared, I didn't really know people, I was the PK that run the streets in preschool. And then I go to Australia and I don't know anything, I don't know any, no one knows anything about me, I'm trying to like, hey, can you sneak me some goldfish? They're like, who are you? That's what I'm saying. I didn't have that credibility. And so I was lost. I was, I was a student. I was lost. I didn't know what was going on. And there was this one time I'll never forget that I, was, I, was, uh, I had this house like, that they put me in. The school was like, okay, this is where you're going to live. This is your address. This is your key. And I somehow lost my key. And there was one time at 2 a.m. I, I guess I was like at a worship night or something. Don't worry. It wasn't anything bad because I can guarantee you. I was at a worship night or something, building something or studying or something at the library. I don't know what, it, what was happening. I can't even remember. But anyways, 2 a.m. I go home and I don't have my key. And I'm knocking at the door and I'm like, hello, is anyone here? Any of my housemates, anyone that lives here? No one was answering and I didn't know what to do. And, and to add on to the story, I had 1% of battery life in my phone. And I'm like, well, what, like, who do I call? And I, I, I don't know what kind of spiders are here. I don't know what kind of snakes exist here in Australia. I don't know if some kangaroo is going to come up and start boxing me. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, what do I do? And, and there was just this, I remember in a flash, there was one person that I remembered meeting who I barely even knew. And he just offered his number and he was like, let me know if you need anything. And, and so I called him really quick because I was like, hey, Danny, Danny, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, my phone's about to die. I don't have my key. It's 2 a.m. I think I'm just going to have to sit out here. What, like, can I come to your place? And he was like, bro, absolutely. Crash in my place. Don't even worry. You can come on my couch. And I was like, okay, awesome. And then I was like, wait, where do you live? I don't even know where you live. And my phone's about to die. And he's like, bro, don't even worry. I will come meet you. And it, it just totally gave me relief. And I remember it was such a bad dream. Like my phone was dying. I didn't have my key. No one was answering. It's 2 a.m. I'm in Australia. I'm about to die or something. I don't know. I'm about to be eaten alive by some spider. It was a bad dream. And then in one instance, there was a person that said, man, I will meet you where you're at and I will walk with you to my house. Man, and that's exactly how God is. And, uh, And just a quick fun fact, nine years later, that guy is one of my best friends. And so I'm thankful for him. But that is exactly how God is, that he will meet you where you're at. And he will walk with you through this journey of life. And he will lift your burdens. And so maybe, just to wrap this up and to put a bow on it, maybe you're here in this room and you feel locked out of something. And you can't find your key. 
Maybe you feel lost a little bit and you feel like you're in no man's land and you, don't even, you didn't think it was gonna be like this, but you got these bills stacking up. You got people that are depending on you, people that need you. And, and you're just like, man, what do I do? I didn't really ask for this. I don't have peace. What, what, this is an unending cycle, just like a bad dream. Maybe you feel like your battery is running low internally or spiritually. Maybe you feel like you're just on your, your last battery cell, not on your phone, but just in your life. And you're like, man, I don't even know if I have the strength to keep going. I don't even know if I have the strength to carry this through. Man, God is so good because all he says is walk with me. I got you where you're at. I got you with, I got you where you're at. And so you don't have to strive. You don't have to hike. You don't have to run. You don't have to work. You just have to walk. God is that good of a God that he will literally meet you where you're at and he will show you the way if you just choose to walk with him. And so I just feel compelled in this moment to give every single person an opportunity to walk with God here in this moment. Maybe you've been lost. Maybe you used to serve God and now you're not. Maybe it's just like you didn't really know if this was real or not and you were like, let me just test this out. Or maybe you just, you, you got invited here and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. What is this person talking about? Man, God is real and he wants to walk with you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to support you. You just gotta choose for yourself to walk with him. So if we could have every eye closed and every head bowed just for privacy. And I just want you to, to be honest with yourself. Is this something that I can do? Is this something that, that, that I need in my life? And is this, is, this, is this a word for me where I need to walk with God and I need to, I need to get plugged into church and I need to get my life right and I need to uh, admit that I need help, admit that I can't do it in my own strength? If that's you, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want you to shoot your hand up on, one, on the count of three just so that I know who I'm praying with. And so there's absolutely no pressure, but if you feel compelled, if you feel led, if you feel like this is for me, while no one is looking around out of privacy, out of respect for others' privacy, on the count of three, lift your hand and say, I wanna pray a prayer of salvation and I wanna walk with God. One, two, three, just right now, put up your hand if that's you. Amazing, amazing. Okay, you can put your hands down. That's just so I know who I'm praying with. So right now we're gonna pray a prayer and I just want every single person to pray out loud with me and we're all gonna pray this together. So let's just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and taking all of my sin and giving me new life. I accept you as Jesus, Lord and Savior of my life. And I know from now on, I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can we give it up for these people? Now, what you just did is you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth. And Romans says that those that do that, they are set free and they have officially been saved. And so I just wanna congratulate you for making that decision, for praying that prayer, for being vulnerable and allowing God to move in your life. One more time, can we give it up for those people that prayed? Man, God is so good. Cheesy, why don't you take it from here? Thank you guys so much for being here.